content warning. This podcast contains coarse language and cheeky themes. So if you've got kids in the car, colleagues in the office, or a nonna in the kitchen, chuck some headphones in. Who the bloody hell are we? Conversations about immigration and culture in Australia with your hosts, Mel and Sonia. Hi, listeners. Welcome to today's episode. I'm Sonia Diorio, and joining me is my co-host, Melissa Viola. Hello. Hello. How are we feeling? How are we doing? Yeah, good. Uh, You're still stuck into working, full-time work? Yeah. Yeah? It is devastating. Like I know that's such a privileged thing to say. You are exaggerating. (laughs) It sucks, man. It's getting, you know, it's getting warm. All my housemates are enjoying the sun and I'm just like this sad sack sitting at my computer, answering emails of angry people. And it's like, dude, chill. It's sunny. Yes. Can't we just well, all get along? Let's just make the most of it. You never know when life's going to throw you a curveball <laughs> and it's going to be hard to find work as we experience. You never know this year. when you've got to be unemployed again, Viola. Yes, so fucking suck exactly. it up. I yeah. uh, mentioned last episode I've gone back to gigging, which also it's, you know, <sighs> up to 10, 15 minutes a night. It is really. <laughs> <laughs> really like wrecks you. Pobre, you must be yes, so exhausted. Yes, yes, How yes. does she deal? How do I do it? I do a lot of other creative stuff as well. So sure. <laughs> I'm just making a joke about it. Um, <laughs> but hey, speaking of gigging, let me speaking introduce. Speaking of jokes. Speaking of jokes. Mm. <laughs> guest today is a huge joke. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know that was a great little segue by me. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> no, but she tells jokes on stage. Her name is Gumsy Kirik. Thanks for joining us, Gumsy. Hello. Hello, hello. Or oh, buongiorno, friends. Buongiorno. Do you like that? <laughs> hey, Mike, I'm sorry. Thank you. Oh, you've done your research. <laughs> um, it's nice to see you. We gig together in Melbourne um, and haven't been able to do that for quite some time. Yeah, that's right. It was. It's such a social activity and it's really fun being around clubs and gossiping at the back that you build these yeah. friendships that you, you do. honestly didn't think you would have if it weren't for stand-up being a common interest. Yeah, exactly. And we also are like theatre buddies. We've been to a bunch of like yes. live theatre shows, which is also missing this year. So, yeah, um, yeah. I need to get back into that as well. Mm. Sonia's very cultured. <laughs> I'm very conscious. <laughs> and you are too. You come with me. I, I do. Thank you. Things together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you are very cultured and very creative. You've, um, mm. how long have you been doing stand up now? About seven years, I think. Oof. It's been a while. Yeah. That's yeah. a good whack. Yeah. 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 Once you get in, you just <laughs> keep going. Oh, some people leave, the smart ones, <laughs> the happy ones. The amount yeah. of people who've like found a good job or a good partner and then they've just <laughs> gone on to be happy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, we, we have too much stuff to say on stage, right? Yeah, we've got opinions. We've got to talk about everything. We've got to talk about our families, which yes. uh, you mentioned mm. quite a bit on stage. I wanted to ask you about that. Um, has, have many of your family members seen you perform? Um, just my mum and I mom? do, a, yeah, I do a lot of jokes about her. So yeah. sometimes she's like, 
oh, don't tell this on stage or don't tell your friends I did that. <laughs> and what does she think? What has she thought of uh, your stand-up? She's, she, I think she likes it. Her English isn't super, but I think mm-hmm. she is just really proud of seeing me yeah. give it a go. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think um, that helps that she can't understand everything like that, <laughs> like that on bit. point? <laughs> a little bit. Um, I did take her to a night where I was translating other people's jokes a little oh, bit, which was a bit hard. <laughs> um, and also some people's jokes are just like, you don't want your mum to understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're too totally totally ignorant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just use that artistic license to change them a bit. Um, so she's from Turkey. She speaks yes. Turkish, obviously. So how yeah. do other people's jokes go in Turkish? Do they translate well? or? Um, I think it obviously does lose that rhythm and delivery, but also it takes me a little while to think of what they're saying and what they mean to say mm-hmm. and how to say that in a funny way that makes sense as well because you can't you can translate it but then you're like what's the joke sometimes if it's too literal of a translate translation (laughs) yeah that's right it's interesting isn't it because you've got um yeah like language that can Mm. be used conversationally translated well and then stand up is a whole different um a whole different kind of use of the language (laughs) yeah that isn't like a straightforward translation. So was your mum just thinking like none of these people are funny? (laughs) (laughs) She was like, there there was a night where like a lot of people were laughing and she was like, it's not, it's not that funny. It's not. (laughs) Everyone's really (laughs) enjoying the show and it's fun but it's not funny. Oh my gosh. I, uh, I, my parents have reacted to shows like that. I, I do theater. So sometimes they'll see a show and they're like, you know, when there are uh, your friends are in the crowd or like, if it was a student theater show, they'd be like, oh, you know, when it's a student theater audience, cause they're just so loud. And you're like, That's what you want. What are you talking about? Very strange. Yeah. It's, but- it's, it's a weird commentary on a, on a creative situation like that <laughs> yeah exactly but there's no lost in translation there they're just saying they think it's shit <laughs> yeah. oh true that's so harsh it's, yeah sometimes right. it's not always a cup of tea and that's that's fine yes. you just have to yeah. find your own audience and we will get there one day mm, mm. <laughs> did you, how do you has she heard you speaking about religion because you mentioned that you grew up um muslim you've got jokes yeah. about that has she heard you say those jokes? No, no, no they're, they're genuinely quite secretive. Yeah. I think she can yeah. kind of guess that I'm not particularly religious, but yep. um, she, I don't really joke about that side of myself. Um, yeah. It's really weird though, because like I do, I feel so confident with strangers and I can tell them anything, Yeah, but it's so different when it's your family. Um, there was this particular uh, comedian um, who was like, oh, you've got to be honest with your family. How could you be honest with yourself and with all these people and talk about the things you talk about and not tell them? And he had outed me to my sister who came to one of my shows oh. and I had the most miserable car ride home. Um, I don't, 
I, I did jokes back a few years ago about how I would secretly eat pork yeah. and it was very funny to the audiences <laughs> and they loved it and I loved that they loved it yeah. um, but he told my sister and then I wasn't ready to have that conversation with her because she's very religious yeah. so I kind of yeah. at the time I did lie to her and say no <laughs> that's not it's the not- case yeah, yeah. um it, it's a very mm. weird contract you have as a comedian because like as a person as a stand-up like you want to be as honest as possible and your true self and you're like writing your truth and discovering who you are in terms of joke form and then you you do it in front of an audience and that's fine but then some things of yourself you'd want to keep private from your friends and family yeah. It's like if you tell a friend something about, you know, your body or your sex life or whatever, but you don't necessarily want another friend to know, that's yep. how I would feel. Yeah. Um, or your family. That yeah. makes a lot of <laughs> totally sense. Totally normal. Yeah. Yeah. That is really not cool though. It's not kosher if we're talking religion. Yeah. That's crazy. I mm. guess, um, and if you aren't someone who has been brought up religious, you can't mm. really you don't get what a, a, a big deal that is. Yeah. And just because you talk about that on stage yeah, and that's something that you feel comfortable with when your family's not there, like you said, doesn't mean you want your family to know. Yeah. You know? I mean, still, even the idea of like talking about not being religious or when I said on this podcast that I ate secret pork, yeah. Um, even that's making me a bit anxious. I'm just like, who's going to listen to this? There, there's hardly, there's not been any kind of like, um, there's not been any like negative feedback about it, but I'm always mm-hmm. still like overly anxious about it. Like it could happen. Like some weird extremists could listen to it or could like pull me up on it or could want to debate me or whatever about it. And I'm just like a bit, you know, anxious about revealing things that are that still feel quite private and not mm. having to explain myself, I think. Yeah. Um there's other comedians like Sammy Shah who's like very proudly atheist and who would like yeah. do a whole show about it and he's very fine mm. with it. But I'm still a bit I don't know, I, I feel very anxious about the whole topic and about how uh, being out and proud, I, I think. Sometimes that's just something that I want in my own community where I feel safe talking about it. Mm. And like I said, there's not been any negative um, feedback or any like weird remarks or no one's like jumped on my DMs or nothing bad has happened so far. But I'm just like a, it could happen. (laughs) Just a cautious person, I guess. Um, I just wanted to ask. There's obviously been... um, I mean, there are so many awesome, funny mm. people who are writing about family and, yeah. and writing about comedy and making sets specifically about their families and their families, you know, immigrating stories and yeah. just feeling, you know, being first and second generation wherever you're from, you know, like people like Sindhu V and like Maya Erskine, like they're, you know, people writing about their parents and then the comedy that comes with <laughs> telling the truth yeah. uh, and I was wanting to know when you first started doing comedy did you feel comfortable 
writing about your family or was it something you had to ease into or was it something that just came naturally and you just couldn't cut it out of your sets, you know, like it was just integral to it? Oh, no, I have a pretty good relationship with my mum. So a lot of my comedy, even from the start, has been about her and anecdotes about her. Um, I think one of my first ever jokes was a story about how when I was little, I had to kind of, I noticed a lot of my friends um, getting money for losing their teeth. So I yeah. <laughs> went out to my mum and I had to teach her about the tooth fairy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Yeah. And then there was this one morning where I put a tooth under the pillow and I woke up and I lifted the pillow and there was um, a 50 cent coin right next to my tooth. And I <laughs> I go back to my mom, like, mom, the tooth fairy needs to take the tooth away, but also a doll is not going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so just stories like that, that's like that's so, so very much a classic like immigrant story yeah. but also it it's yeah it's always been part of my stand-up ever since like I started comedy I've had to talk about my mom and our relationship and me growing up it's yeah yeah I love that I love how she wasn't just like nah that's a ridiculous <laughs> thing I'm not doing that <laughs> all right yeah I'll give it a go it's super cute I'm trying to get her to do um, Christmas because I really love Christmas. She's like, no, we're not giving presents on Christmas Day. (laughs) Yeah, I'm with her on that. Um, (laughs) What about a New Year's gift exchange? Right. (laughs) And she's like, okay, but I'm going to forget. So buy yourself a gift. (laughs) Yeah. That is, that's a pretty tough sell. Like, yeah. So to someone from a particularly, you know, yeah. devout religion, <laughs> let's celebrate this other thing. Let's celebrate this like giant Christian holiday. Mm. The birth of a prophet we don't believe yeah. in. Come, Come on. on. It's celebrating <laughs> capitalism in all its glory. Yes. We all we know can, that. Yeah, have a Christmas ham. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> She used to do Easter. We used to get Easter eggs, but that's just because she has a sweet tooth and she just likes <laughs> <laughs> chocolate. I love that. I love it. I it's like that a lot. my faith is unshakable <laughs> unless chocolate is involved. Exactly. <laughs> then I'll yep. bend a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Not on Easter weekend, but like around April because it's all over the shops. We'll definitely yeah. get some Easter eggs at home. And, and chocolate tastes bun. better in that shape, yeah. you know, like chocolate yeah. in the bunny shape. What is it? Why does it taste better? Who knows? And that's good because if you're not like if you're not Christian, it's like, well, I want to do like Easter stuff and have Easter eggs, but the day you can just do Easter anytime. Yeah, <laughs> like the day has no meaning. Totes my goats. Yeah. Um. So your uh your mum's from Turkey, yeah. and you. Uh, tell me that you have quite a bit of family over there. All of our families over there. So all of your family. Yeah, everyone. We don't have any relatives in the southern hemisphere. Um, wow. Yeah. So everyone in um, all of my mum's family is still in the town that she was born in. Mm-hmm. Like my grandma got married to this house, and she hasn't left that house. She just lived there until she passed away. And yeah, so everyone's still kind of like in that immediate area. Um, I went there for the first time a couple of years ago. My nana wasn't feeling great. And so 
you know, I had to go and meet her and we all went as a family. Um, and it, I thought I was going to be like a stranger, but it felt like coming home. It was yeah. such a weird feeling. I felt yeah. like I've been here before. And, and you know, when you see a lot of like American TV and you imagine what New York is like and you, yeah. I've never been to America, but everyone yeah. who has goes there and is like, it's so different. That's what I thought going to Turkey would be like, because I've seen yeah. Turkish television and I'm like, well, it's going to be different, but you go there and it's, it's exactly what you think it is. And yeah, it's right. so nice. Wow. Um, That's yeah. amazing. So uh, are they from a small town? Um, there's a lot of like um, density. So it yeah. is a small town, but it feels quite busy. Um, so she's from like a village that's quite populated actually. It's like a small yeah. little town, but the city where she's from is like 10 minutes away. Yeah. And I I remember walking around and seeing all these buildings and apartments and everything bustling and feeling a bit overwhelmed and thinking, oh, I wonder how many million people live here. And I Google it and it's like 400,000. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's because uh, it's packed into a small yeah. area. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we are very spread out here. <laughs> Definitely. Even in Melbourne. Um, I was going to ask how old were you? You said you went a couple of years ago. Yeah. Were you like in your 20s? Yeah, I was like 27. I went once when I was three um, and I don't remember that at all. Um, and my mum has been a couple times uh, without me. Like I still had school. I think I was in year 10 and then I was in uni. So I couldn't, Ooh. I felt like I couldn't go because year 10 is very important. <laughs> <laughs> at the time I was like, oh, I'm going to get ready for VCE. <laughs> Oh, you're cutie, but, yeah. <laughs> it was do you like regret it now? Um, yeah, I do actually. Like mm. thinking back, you know, I was relatively academic. I could have very easily caught up and I would have been able to see my relatives for the first time and it would have been really yeah. nice. Mm. But, you know, you can't really live with that many regrets. Like that's what happened. Yeah. Yep. And you don't know until you yeah. go. No. Well, that's what the thing was. Like, I was very anxious. I, my sister went, my, both my sisters had gone with my mum and like, they, they know everyone and they had friends yeah. and they're like, yeah. oh, I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to that. And I was like, going to be so lonely and so bored. I don't know anyone. But it was really nice. Like, your aunties and your uncles, they all love you and they miss you and you have cousins who like yeah. immediately embrace you and you're like, <laughs> I don't know who you are, but I'm very glad you love me. <laughs> That's awesome. I yeah. don't know who you are, but you look like me and I love you. I just instantly yeah. love you. It's yeah. the best feeling, like something that you can't really explain. Yeah. And that's the other thing as well. Like there were so many other people who had like similar freckles to me and similar hair to me. And I'm just like, mm. I found it so strange because I didn't think I was particularly unique looking or whatever here. But when I go there, I'm just like, oh, wow, there's so many. I feel like I blend in a lot more. Yeah, it's a town of gumsies. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> um, I know what you mean. Yeah, and and it, it's especially cool when there's cousins, etc. Your yeah. own age. Yeah, and it's like ah, oh, these people are like family, but they live <laughs> on the other side of the world, and we would have grown up together yeah. if we're in the same country or city. You know, yeah. it would have been 
really close. But I've um, have you formed a bond? I've formed a bond with a few like cousins. Have you done the same? Yeah, um, like we're very close when I'm there in the few mm. weeks that I'm at home. <laughs> but yeah. I guess we don't really keep in touch that much. Yeah. Um, yeah. They've all got so their hard. own kids. Most of them have their own kids and have their own life and whatever. Mm. Um, it's kind of like when you're in the office and you're best friends with your colleagues, <laughs> but yeah. on the weekend you don't even think about them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, a great way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, the distance is hard. It's hard to keep that yeah. keep that up. But just knowing that, um, you know, when you go back, there's this oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's really beautiful. I remember when I went to Italy a few years ago, I had a book because. Both of my parents are only children, so we don't have any wow. first cousins yeah, or aunts or uncles, which is so wild. But then all of my grandparents had siblings. My nonna had seven brothers. Wow. And, yeah. Um, you yeah. that house. Yeah, right. And, and all the others had multiple siblings as well. So I hadn't seen most people, most of the older Rellos, um, since I was nine. So you don't remember wow, that. And yeah. then there was so many new like cousins, <laughs> mom, cousins, children's, you know, yes. third cousins, second cousins, that sort of thing. And so I had to write down in this book, like who wow. everyone was, like who my nonna's brothers were <laughs> and who their children were and their children's partners and their children wow. and all this, uh, yeah, sort of family tree list and I was just so confused before I went there. I was just like, I don't know, how am I going to remember who anyone yeah. is? And then you go there and you meet everyone and you can sort of put things together and, yeah, it doesn't help that there are like 10 Marias and like I was going to say <laughs> that sort of thing. But um, So you've got two sisters. Yeah. Are they older than you? No, they're both younger. I'm, I'm the oldest. Ah, uh, so that's why you stayed home because oh, you you ten, but they were like ah, uh, we're young, yeah, we don't care, we're going away. Yeah, yeah, that's sick. That's really nice. So you know, in reflection of going overseas and having, like Sonia said, having this like moment where you're like, oh, this, what would my life have been like if my parents stayed here? Or like my instance, like when I went to Italy, what would my life have been like if my grandparents had stayed here? Yeah. Um, do you ever think about that? And like, what were the main factors of your mum moving over here? How old was she? Um, she was in her early 20s, I think 21. Uh, her mm. family kind of, I don't want to say forced, but they kind of like made an arrangement mm. with some other Turkish guy in her, from her area who had an Australian visa. And they're like, oh, great. So she'll marry him, go to Australia, make money, send it to us. And then mm. that's kind of how she ended up here. Um, he wasn't the best person. So she divorced when I was like three and I haven't really seen him or met him um mm. and yeah so I was born here and when I to answer the first part of your question going back to Turkey and like looking at how my cousins are living and how everyone else is living I can't really imagine myself there mm. um like I can't imagine myself there now and I think if I were to be born there I'd feel a little bit Adder, I reckon. Um, there's just not the town that she's from. There's not any theatre or any creative 
industries mm. it's just you know people either go to school and then they get married and then they become a housewife you're not really supposed mm. it's still that culture of you're not really supposed to work because your husband's going to look after you and if you're mm. working that probably means he can't provide and um and there's when I went to Istanbul which is a big city there's still a lot of sexism there and I was yeah. talking to my cousin there and she's like you know what sometimes there's more modern men and maybe you could find someone and I'm just like that feels like a needle in a haystack that feels yeah. so hard <laughs> she was telling me that she dated a guy but he wasn't jealous enough and that means he didn't care about her and so <gasps> she's done and I was yeah. like no, okay <laughs> that is a really weird standard um. to have <laughs> Do you think that's a cultural thing or a her thing? I think it's a bit of both. I, yeah. I think that um, the, there is a bit of a culture where they can't, there is a form of, you know, what we would say backward thinking or like they're a little bit <laughs> set in their ways kind of. And yeah. it's so weird. But also I'm kind of in a very green very left bubble where all of my friends are like bi and poly and whatever else and and so yeah. it is a very stark contrast um because lots of people do live there and move there now and are still happy and fulfilled and whatever mm. else I just I don't think I would be yeah I the the who you'd be if you grew up there and lived there is interesting and it's something I thought about and it's like well would we have known you know would we have known any different would we have had these creative inclinations Mm. um how much of it is because we do live in a city where it's like ah there's a thriving comedy scene and there's all this (laughs) theater and that sort of thing like how much is that? Be, uh, how much is it because of exposure? Yes, and it's around us. And how An much is that sort of like innate in our personalities? Yeah, mm-hmm. that is the question. <laughs> <laughs> Would you move to Italy now? Maybe not well, necessarily not now. Uh, <laughs> not this year. <laughs> um, I, I don't I like. I like the oh. idea of being close to Europe. Yep. But I, 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 it's such a different culture to Australia as well. Yeah. Um, the opportunity is not there, obviously, for comedy and stand-up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd love to, like, perform stand-up in Italian one day. That's so far down mm. the track. Um, yeah, I do have this kind of, like, romantic notion of what if I like lived there for a few months a year and then yeah like yeah you know yeah you form these connections and with the people and the places yeah uh, which is hard to describe and then it's like it's so immediate like I've always had trouble making Mm. friends and I've had trouble feeling like I fit in and so it's so weird to go to Turkey and just feel like I fit in immediately yeah and people embrace me immediately and then suddenly you're like oh if I get married I have to have a wedding here too yeah (laughs) and suddenly you're like planning a second life there as well I felt yeah I felt like growing up mum would I don't know, maybe say a lot of things about mm. like having wedding. 
she's not hung up on weddings or anything, but like these kind of things about weddings and relatives and inviting people from overseas if you have a wedding or just a lot of little things along the way. And growing up, it sounds so dumb. And it's just like, what are you talking about? Like I am an individual person. I'm a modern person. (laughs) I do what I want. blah, blah, blah. And then you go there and you're like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. Mm. I get it now. It, we're connected to people on the other side of the globe and they're, you know, our blood relatives and mm. we're connected to this area, you know, yeah. that's where yeah. our grandparents come from. I think we should Going be back. aiming to do half-half. My nonna had a friend mm-hmm. or has a friend who lived six months in Australia six months in Trieste and just followed summer. Yes. And she did that for like uh, my entire life. I knew her and she was doing that. Yeah. And I just like, she's like in her 80s now and she was still here last summer for the Australian Open. Wow. An amazing life. But where do you get the money for that? I don't know. And I've always (laughs) been interested because like you've got to have money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but fuck, like that's the goal, isn't yeah. it? I mean, I do like winter, but if you said to me, hey, Nuts. You, yeah. got, you can live in both places, why wouldn't you? Absolutely. I met someone in Cairns who did that, this bartender. He was working in a bar in, in a small place, Palm Cove, stunning. And he said, I spend six months here and then six, six months in my hometown in Sicily uh, oh, wow. being a tour guide. And it's like, whoa. Yeah, that's kind of the dream. Yeah, it's it's hard. With, yeah, when you've got like your career goals kind of like weighing you down into one place. Mm, um, yep. If it weren't for those goals that are absolutely unattainable in most other places. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. I mean, then you're like, do I choose another career path then? Or yeah. Do I change my life around? Do well, I? What do I do? Do you have an idea about uh, working life in Turkey for young people and young women? Um, I I think it's really tough and I think they yep. don't earn that much. Yep. Yep. Um, I think I, 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 I price our tickets to go there were like 1000 1200 mm-hmm. which, you know, is a fair amount of money. Well, that's like three months pay, four months pay. them so it's like an insane amount of money yeah um as a fluent english speaker i probably could take up a lot of jobs teaching english Mm -hmm. or like Mm -hmm. being a tour guide or whatever um but that's the other thing is it is it something that i want to do is it because i like summer but i don't it's a searing hot summer. If I can go right. there like in a spring, that would be yeah, ideal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just get to spring. I love that. That's the way to go. Yeah, that's great. Is there a big comedy scene? I mean, I know it's not going to be a big comedy scene, but is there a comedy scene in Turkey and did you see any gigs while you were there? Well, I really, really tried to, but the one girl that was doing English comedy was on holidays. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So not a big scene. No, but I did bump into her in Edinburgh and we did do a gig together. So I did meet her and that was quite oh, nice. Cool. That's so cute yeah. that you guys ran into each other. How nice. Because I'm, I'm very organised and I was like planning my holiday months in advance just so I can get all the dates right. And if I could do a gig, I can, I wanted to like lock it in. But every mm. person I tried to lock in some gigs to, they were like, 
just let us know when you're here. <laughs> right. What does that mean? I guess because like things change a lot, but as an organized person, I'm just like, no, six months time, I want to know where I'm at. <laughs> that was um, that was English comedy though. Someone who did English comedy. Do you know yeah. if there's stand up in Turkish? There stand-up. is some stand up, mm. but there's yeah. not like a lot. Um, my mum's yeah. really into um, plays, so there's like comedy plays. Ah, uh, um, yep, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like live sketch shows, and that's like a really yeah. famous TV show in Turkey, mm-hmm. and she just watches that on a loop on her laptop. Oh, the Turkish SNL. Yeah, I love it. yeah. Mm. That's awesome. Did you get fed um, a lot by your family when you were there? It was overwhelming because yep. um, I think in their culture you're supposed to say no and that's just you being polite. So they're supposed yeah. to ask you several times, well, when I say yep. no, I genuinely mean no thank yeah. you. <laughs> I got so angry though. I'm just like, you have to respect my boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted, I'd say I wanted. I promise, I'm not shy. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Also, it gets to a point where, like, you're in pain. Like, please, yeah. no, I cannot deal with this. It's true. It does get. Um, it gets gets a lot. I am a huge fan, though, of a Turkish breakfast, and I don't know where um, your area, where your family's from, if that is. Um, yeah, we we eat no. breakfast. <laughs> we do a breakfast. I've heard of it. Yeah. No, I don't mean like breakfast in general, but I meant like a um a Turkish breakfast that I have come across here. Yeah. Of like sliced tomatoes, olives, yes. um, eggs, a honeyed butter. Yeah. Um, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Why <laughs> we'll um, feed you one day. Yeah, great. Uh, we better go because uh, breakfast talk is making me hungry. Um, <laughs> I might have a Turkish breakfast for dinner. <laughs> Do it. I'm going to have some pasta later. Oh, great. Great. Meats and cultures love it, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank um, you for having me. Yeah, you mentioned that you're going away, so not doing your f- gigs for a little while, but yeah. probably back into it next year. Maybe. We'll see. I am quite enjoying the break. I'm getting very fit. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. You can exercise quite a lot when you're not doing stand-up every other night. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um. So I don't know if the stand-up bug doesn't hit you again, then maybe maybe oh, that is your chance to go to Turkey. <laughs> maybe. I am getting FOMO now that I'm seeing everybody else doing it. I'm just like, oh, I want to have fun. <laughs> Mate, you'll be back. You will I, so I be back. Will be. You will be back doing more stuff on stage that you do not want your family to see <laughs> in no time. Thank, thank you for having me. It's been quite fun and fun to meet you, Mel. Oh, so nice to meet you. Um, where can our guests find you? What are your social plugs? Yeah, so it's just my name, Gumzi Kirik, uh, on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I also have a website if you want to check it that Ooh. out. So that's gumzikirik.com and it's got all of my professionally fo- done photos and it's beautiful. <laughs> very cute. I love brag. it. I love that. I love how you, yeah, well, you don't have gigs coming up, so you may as well plug your photos. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Do you want to see photos photo. of me? 
that I've paid for and are beautiful, please. And if you like a photo, I can tell you who the photographer was and maybe you'll go and take some photos with them. Yeah, get your own Emma Holland. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's mostly. a brilliant, brilliant photographer. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks Thank for you. listening. Um, thanks for listening, Love listeners. You. Ha <laughs> uh, we that's great. That's really nice. Are you saying that to us or our listeners? Everyone. I say that on the phone to my colleagues as well, and they either really appreciate it or find it really awkward. They're freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly great. other women, so it's it. fine. It's not crazy. Well, we love all of our beautiful listeners. Uh, thanks for joining us once again. If you want to support the podcast, we're on Patreon, so you can jump on patreon who the bloody hell are we and for a few bucks a month you'll get bonus episodes you'll get a shout out on the show and our fortnightly newsletter so heaps more fun if you are into that and in a position to give we really appreciate it and it'll help us keep on making more episodes thank you once again and bye ciao bye thanks for listening to who the bloody hell are we If you like what you're hearing, subscribe, rate and review us on your podcast app of choice. Audio production and original music is by Andre Christodoulou. Search for us on Facebook for more information about our guests, fun content and to keep the conversation going.